amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What's up, you guys? I'm Haley. And I'm Andrea. And this is July Listener Stories on Inhuman. Volume six of listener stories. This is our July listener stories. We're going to try to do listener stories every month because you guys have been sending in awesome ones. Um, so be sure to keep sending them in so yeah. we can keep doing them. And some of you guys really like them. And so like we want to at least do one a month to like, yeah. you know, mix it up a little bit, bring you some stuff that's maybe hopefully not as heavy, but sometimes it is. So yeah. Yeah. So we will just get right into it. Yeah. First story is from an anonymous writer. Start out starts out by saying, please don't share my name. So we won't. Don't worry. <laughs> Sorry if this sounds all over the place. I suck at storytelling and my mind is always all over. I'm sure it's fine. Also, my mind is also always all over. Same. In a town near where I went to college, there was something called the Seven Gates of Hell. They were these old railroad trestles that were along some backcountry roads. They were super creepy, and there were a lot of myths that people were hung there way back in the day, and rumor was sometimes you could see the ghosts hanging out when you go through at night. Okay, as a side note, I definitely think that, like, places like that where people were hung in the olden days definitely have ghosts. Yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely. There were also rumors that you could see the KKK out there. Jeez. Like the actual KKK? Oh, my God. Fuck that. Yeah. The myth was if you drive through all seven gates and hit the seventh gate by midnight, the portal portal to hell will open. No, thank you. No, thank you. I would stay the fuck away from that. Yeah. But I'm guessing you didn't. <laughs> a group of friends and I decided to drive through the gates one night. And while <laughs> doing that, there was a bridge that everyone does graffiti on. So we were going to do that. We were young and dumb. Okay. As I write this, I realize how bad all of this sounds, and I'm not sure where the lapse in judgment occurred. Hey. You were a teenager. You were young. That's yeah. enough. <laughs> no judgment. Anyway, there was like five cars full of young, naive college freshmen about to embark on this sketchy adventure. As we're driving, it's dark and creepy, so we're all naturally creeped out. As we got closer to the area, we were going to stop to graffiti. There was a four-way stop sign. There was an SUV that was just parked at this stop. So all of our cars proceeded. As we're driving, we see the same SUV flying by us, flying up on us. We all freak out. We pulled over think we pulled over thinking they were trying to pass and when we did, the SUV pulled over and some of the guys from that SUV tried to get into the vehicle in the back of our convoy. Oh uh, my god. No. Luckily, their door was locked and they couldn't get in. So we all speed off and were beyond freaked out. As we're trying to escape this SUV, we're all flying down these back roads that are super narrow and windy. It's also very desolate out in that area. 
The SUV got up alongside one of our vehicles and was trying to sideswipe us to run us off the road. What the hell? As this all was happening, one of the guys in the lead vehicle calls the cops and tells them we're being chased and that these people tried to get into one of our vehicles. The cops stayed on the phone with the guy and were, motion- were monitoring our location. No matter where we turned or where we went, the SUV was following us. Finally, at one point, we lost the vehicle. We were relieved. We made it onto a state highway, and as we're driving, we see the SUV hiding on a side road, and they start following us yet again. Thankfully, our friend was still on the phone with the cops, and they had already dispatched troopers to meet up with us on this state highway. We end up fighting the cops, and they had the road blocked, and our friend who was on the phone with them told them it was the Red Tahoe that was doing all of this. A cop car tries to block the SUV to talk to them. When they do, the SUV veered off to the right on what little bit of shoulder there was on the road before it dropped off into a deep ditch and sped off. Oh my god. A cop car flew after them and chased them down. The cops told us us to return to campus, so we did. When we got back, the cop told us they were never able to locate the SUV. Apparently, they basically disappeared. No. We were all worked up and freaked out. I was paranoid for the longest time whenever a red Tahoe would be behind me. Our school was outside of a large city, so some of the people I was with thought maybe it was a gang that was doing this, as they seemed to be waiting for anyone to show up when we first encountered them at the four-way stop. I'm glad we never got out to do graffiti, as we were super close to that area when we first came upon them. Who knows what they would have done to us if we were out of our vehicle. Clearly, their intentions weren't good. All in all, this was a dumb idea from the start, but we were bored college kids looking for an adventure. I'm glad nothing bad came of it. It was just an absolutely terrifying experience for all of us involved. I hope my kids never do dumb stuff like this when they're in college. Again, sorry if this is all over. Please let me know if you have any questions or need clarification. No, it wasn't all over. It made a lot of sense. And oh my God, that is terrifying. I told you about the time we were going to the... Well, it, it was a tuberculosis um, treatment facility turned into like a mental health. And the, the guys pulled pulled us over with the police lights. Yeah. That's what this reminds me of. That's but so obviously creepy. like, yeah, people are dumb. Well, and I honestly don't think that like you were being that dumb. I mean, you were no. like, going yeah. somewhere. You, you just encountered this really creepy vehicle. They were waiting for their opportunity to do something yeah oh my god i'm so glad you guys are okay and that's so terrifying which is so crazy to take on a convoy of five vehicles filled with college yeah. kids. like who who were they who who was in that tahoe i feel like it definitely could have been gang related yeah but wow creepy thanks for sharing okay so this next one is from danae like renee but with the d she says i love it <laughs> okay says, hey guys, I'm making my way through the podcast, listening to every episode. Thank you so much. I love it and I love you guys. This story has been in my family for a while. Growing up, my meemaw, which is her grandmother, would tell it to me just like her grandmother told her. She always told it to my dad and it still gives me chills to hear it. In the 1880s, my great-great-grandparents, Molly and Floyd Caldwell, had just been married. Since they were young newlyweds, they had... They had to live in the only house they could afford, even though neighbors warned them that it was haunted. Everything seemed fine at first until one night. While Molly and Floyd were sleeping, 
their covers slowly started to slide off the foot of their bed. The sheets and blankets slid down their arms, legs, and off the bed onto the floor. Grandpa Floyd was mad, but he got up and cussed, and then he put the sheets back (laughs) on the bed. Just as they were starting to fall asleep again, the covers began to slip away one more time. Molly grabbed the covers, but they only pulled harder. Nope. Floyd held on with her, but the covers were being pulled away so hard that threads in the blanket started snapping. Oh my god. That's creepy. The blankets were yanked away and they slept with no covers. (laughs) Why they didn't just leave? I don't know. LOL, no money or not. I think I would rather sleep on the floor of a friend's house. Yeah. When Molly and Floyd shared about their strange blankets with a friend, they were told to rebuke whatever was happening in Jesus' name. (laughs) So that night they went to bed and once more the sheets slowly started to slip toward the end of the bed grandpa floyd sat up in bed and shouted leave in the name of jesus christ (laughs) instantly the blanket stilled (gasps) molly and floyd had never had another problem in that house flash forward to 2021 my best friend got me a weighted blanket for my birthday in the middle of the night it slowly started to slip off the edge of my bed (laughs) I shot straight up out of bed, turned on all the lights, and was instantly praying out loud. All I could think about was the story my Mima told me and that some demon had followed Molly and Floyd's descendant into the 21st century. Oh my god. <laughs> Lo and behold, my weighted blanket was too long for my bed. <laughs> if I don't fold it, fold it over the top, the pockets, of, the pockets of beans slowly pull it over the side or the foot of my bed i'm fine but i'm sure meemaw is in heaven laughing at how she still scared me over 20 years later love the podcast danae i love that that was good that was a good one Okay, that's creepy as hell though i'm glad that they were able to uh get the ghost gone yeah just if it's that easy just rebuke it in the name of jesus christ yeah i've heard that before though like with catholic um priest but i also heard you have to be like um what's the word not ordained maybe it is ordained to like get rid of oh, to, evil spirits yeah. huh so i don't know shoot your shot right. you know might be worth yeah. it <laughs> okay next story is from an another anonymous listener anonymous i think i said anonymous anonymous <laughs> anonymous anonymous okay. i was a freshman in college 18 when i decided to post my prom dress for sale on craigslist I lived in Georgia. I decided to post pictures in the ad of myself that I took in this dress. The ad didn't have any of my personal information, not even my name. Someone reaches out to me via email that same day. Makes me think he's a repeat offender. He gave me his phone number and said he was looking to buy a dress for his girlfriend and to give him a call. Okay, I feel like that's a bit of a red flag. I mean, maybe your prom dress wasn't super prom-y, but if you're just like, I'm looking for a dress for my girlfriend, like... Prom. prom dress <laughs> yeah but i don't know maybe it wasn't super promy. and why isn't she calling yeah but also no shade to you listener story writer because i probably would have done the same thing i probably would have been like okay yeah yeah i called him and the conversation that followed immediately freaked me out he started to ask questions like is the dress dirty did you have Ew. a boyfriend at prom did you get a little wild in that dress? Does the dress have anything white on it? Ew, what Can you the send me more pictures fuck? of different angles? Oh, God. Okay. 
I was young and did my best to deflect the questions, hoping that maybe he would still buy it. But I eventually, but eventually I hung up and blocked his number. One week later, I was walking to my first class on campus and there were printouts of my picture in the dress with a title at the top saying, does anyone know this girl? No. And a phone number at the bottom. I ripped one of the posters down and ran to campus security. They sent out a woman detective to take all of my information down and start a report. After a week of being walked to class by an officer, the detective informed me that the posters poster was made by a 33 year old man in Ohio. They also mentioned he has family members in Georgia, so he could potentially be in the same state and could, and that could be how he made, how the printouts made it to Georgia college campuses. Another week goes by and the detective tells me there's no threat to me and that she is sure I won't get bothered again. Nothing has happened since, but it leaves me with an eerie feeling that someone is watching me from afar. Ladies, never post a picture of yourself on Craigslist, especially if it includes your face. Uh. Oh my God. I'm so glad that you are safe and that you like went to campus security and yeah. started a report and everything. That is so creepy. And thank God he was creepy on the phone and not like if you met him to sell him right, the dress. To sell the dress. Yeah. Uh. Good good on you for realizing that that red flag quickly and oh my gosh, yeah. that's so disgusting. That's like I like like would randomly sell stuff on like Facebook Marketplace, and I always yeah. would like screenshot the person's like uh, you know profile and like send where like send someone like Matt or my sisters like we're gonna meet at Target at four o'clock. This is their name. This is what car they drive. Like all yeah. that because you just never know these days. Like people are, and he could have just you know wanted the gross. Not that your dress was gross, but hopefully he was thinking it was gross. Yeah. You know, and, and and just wanted that and nothing yeah, else. But yeah, yeah, it's but still it's creepy. Still very creepy. Very. Honestly, that's why I refuse to sell anything that I have to give in person. I will only sell stuff ship that it. I ship, and I won't put my return address. Yeah, like, if it gets lost, it gets lost. I'll eat the cost. Like, yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Okay, so this next one is from Shelby. It says, hi, hi, ugh. Hi, ladies. I'm a podcast newbie, but have forever been a lover of true crime. The way you Hello. both depict these stories and your passion to get the word out there is amazing. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I have so many. I have so many stories for you, but I will start off with my favorite. When I was five, my grandfather had been admitted to hospice care with terminal cancer. Oh, that's really sad. I'm so sorry. 
As a five-year-old, I obviously wasn't understanding as to why I couldn't visit him and why he wasn't going to come back home. Ugh. Mm. One night, I woke up with a severe stomach bug in the middle of the night. I knew I wouldn't be able to get my mom in time as one, I was and still am deathly afraid of the dark and two, I would not have made it back to the bathroom in time. No. TMI, sorry. LOL. Nope. We've all been there. (laughs) Yep. While I was in the bathroom, I apparently fell asleep on the floor. Keep that in mind. When I woke up, I was still feeling sick and began to cry because I needed my mom but was still too scared to go get her. That's when my grandpa came into the bathroom and began rubbing my back and telling me I was going to be okay. He was telling me that it would be over soon and I would be able to get a good night's sleep after and wake up feeling better. That's so sad. I'm tearing up. He told me how much he loved me and that he'd always be there for me when I needed him. Being so sick, I didn't think anything of it. I was just grateful someone was there to comfort me. He rubbed my back until I fell asleep. When I woke the next morning, I was back in my bed. I went to the living room to see if my parents were awake. I saw that my mom was visibly upset, so I asked, did Grandpa go home already? To which my mom looked at me shocked and asked, what do you mean? I explained to her about the night before, and my mom started crying. I didn't understand why. I thought she was upset with me that I didn't come get her. She then told me that my grandfather had passed away during the night and was now in heaven. I remember asking them how was that possible if he was here with me last night. My mom and stepdad both told me neither of them knew I was sick the night before and were not the ones to bring me back to my bed from the bathroom floor. My mom explained to me that it was probably a dream, but reassured me that she believed me that, that he was there with me, comforted me throughout the night. To this day, I still remember that night, 26 years later, and will always be grateful that my grandfather came to see me one last time. Forever a fan, Shelby. Shelby, I love that story so much. That was so sweet. Oh, that literally, like, melted my heart. He was there to take care of you because he knew you were too scared to go get your mom. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. He was there for you. I love that. That was an amazing story. And please send us your other stories. Yeah, we want to hear your second favorite story. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And third and fourth and fifth. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Next up, another anonymous listener, I believe. Yes. Anonymous sounds so, like, eerie. Anonymous. You don't have to put your name if you don't want to. And this person didn't. Yeah. Okay. First off, huge fan. I found your podcast through Haley's Johnny Depp TikToks. Oh, gosh. (laughs) You guys didn't know I covered the Johnny Depp trial on my TikTok and Instagram. And uh, it was a lot. It was a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Weeks and weeks of, yeah. (laughs) Of eight hour day watching the trial. But it was super interesting. Um, And I made a lot of TikTok videos on it. So thank you for joining us on the podcast. Yeah. My fiance is making fun of me for literally being obsessed. I <laughs> love it. <laughs> Anyways, on to my very creepy story. Uh-oh. When I was 26-ish, I was living in Florida, but came home to visit for Christmas. While I was home, I got into a disagreement with my mother and ended up moving in with a friend for the remainder of my stay. A little backstory on the house. The house was owned by my friend's father, who no longer lived in the house. To put it nicely, his dad was a quote-unquote collector oh the house was packed to the brim with old memorabilia and antiques from the first time i stepped into the house it felt ominous 
Many people had experiences here, but for privacy's sake, I will only tell you mine. When I first moved in, I would never stay in the house alone. At first, I had a few small experiences, quarters being thrown at me, candy being strewn about the house when it was on the counter the previous night, a wine glass sliding across the counter, chalk that one up to the condensation on the counter, my shoes disappearing only to find them in a room I hadn't entered the night before, my jacket disappearing altogether, never did find it. That happened to me. That happened to me. Remember? Yeah. Our first listener story, you told that story. I did. All things I would explain away with, my friend is just fucking with me. Although most of the time, he was not in the room or too far to have been the culprit. Each time something like this happened, I would have the feeling of being watched. My first real experience was a night that I was sick and decided to stay home instead of go to a bar to celebrate his friend's engagement. Mind you, I have not stayed in the house alone yet. Mm. He took my car because his was broken down. Since I was uneasy being alone in the house, I went to lay in his bed. It had a door that locked and I felt safer there. I was trying, I was staying on the couch at the time. He set me all up in his room with a movie and snacks, then left for the party. I didn't even get through the opening credits of Harry Potter and I heard something. At first, it was just a few creaks. Old house, pretty common. I ignored it. Then the door handle creaked. Again, I ignored it, thinking it would just go away. It did not. Mm. The door handle then started shaking like someone was trying to break into the room. I looked outside. No cars. I immediately called my friend and told him to turn around and come get me. Oh, I have chills. After this night, I started having dreams. I always dreamt of the same man. Tall, older, black, late 1880s suit, gray pointy goatee, and always a dream demeaning stare. It felt like he was an all-around angry man. In my dreams, I knew him I knew to be afraid of him. The dreams were never really anything special, more like I was about to wake up and would know he was there or sometimes catch a glimpse of him. While there were many more experiences in the house, they are not mine to tell, so I will skip ahead a little bit. I moved back to Florida, but that summer had to evacuate due to a potential hurricane. I decided to take that time to come home for a visit. I went to the bar with with some of my friends. After closing the bar, my friend said he was going to have a bonfire. After being at his house for a few drinks, I had to use the restroom. I didn't want to go into the house alone as I was still scared of the house. I had my ex-boyfriend walk with me into the house and wait outside the door, a little bit on where the bathroom was located. It was about a 15-foot hallway, and the bathroom was the first door on the left. You could not go down the hallway past the bathroom due to it being blocked by a collection of things, but there were a few doors to other rooms and closets further down. I'm not sure why, but when staying in the house during the winter, I would never look to the end of the hallway, always looking at my feet as I entered the bathroom. The night of the bonfire, I used the restroom, and and as I exited the bathroom, I started walking down the hall. My ex was making fun of me being sca- for being scared. As I turned to give him hell for making fun of me, I saw him, the man. Mm. He was standing at the end of the hallway, staring me dead in the eye, smirking. Oh, I had never seen him smirk before. Usually, he just had a demeaning stare, and I had never seen him outside of my dreams. My ex saw my face and that I was looking past him and turned to look, and the man vanished. I hustled out of the house and straight for my car. My ex followed and asked what happened, and I told him everything. Now, my ex loved to use any chance he could to give me shit, 
but that night he didn't. He saw that I was seriously scared. He told me that he would take me home since I had been drinking, but we had to go say bye. I walked back to the bonfire, said bye to my friend who lived in the house. He asked what was wrong after seeing my pale face. I said, friend's name, I saw him. He knew exactly what I meant and said, finally, my friend had been living in the house for years and has experienced a million times what I had. To this day, I've not been back to the house. Update, I recently found out that my friend has started clearing some of the old stuff out of the house. From a third party, I have heard that he is having fewer experiences the more that he removes from the house. Oh. That makes sense that it's he wants you out in like the belongings. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Uh, nope. That just, that's a whole lot of note for me, but that was a, an insane story and yeah. very well written. And thank you so much. I, I literally felt like I was in the house. I know. I was like hanging on your every word. Like, yeah. <laughs> even though I was reading it too. Oh. <laughs> that was very creepy. To see an actual person. Yeah. We have to tell you guys what just happened because we're back. We um, record on Zoom, but we only have a 40-minute limit on our Zoom. So so we, like, have to start a new one every 40 minutes when yeah. we're recording. <laughs> and neither of us realized that it was ending because we were so hooked on this story. <laughs> and it just quit. And we had to start a new one. Oh, yeah, my exactly. God. Oh, but you were saying, Andrea, to see an actual... Yeah, to see an actual, like, person is yeah. the most terrifying. Because you can't deny that. Yeah. You know, you can say, oh, it's the house creaking, or oh, it was the condensation from the cup, or whatever. But a person, like, what what, what can you say? Yeah. Honestly, the, the doorknob shaking, that you... Yeah, oh. that's pretty terrifying, too. Yeah. No, thank you. Um, If you ever get any of your other friends or people who have had experiences in that house, if you ever talk to them and they want to send in a story, tell them to, because I'd love to hear more. Yes. Okay. My story begins my junior year of high school. I am in my 50s now. I lost an uncle to a drunk driver that year, and then not even four months later, I lost another uncle to drowning. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. The family unit was destroyed. Wow. That's... That, yeah, that's a lot for one family to have to go through. That is a story for another time and another podcast. I am much older now and have a child of my own. She is in preschool and my husband and I are talking about moving to my hometown to try and save up some money. You see, my family owns homes and we could stay in one at no cost to us. Just keep it up. So one night after my husband and I were done talking about the possible move, I have this dream. I was in my living room working out and there was a knock at my door. I opened my front door to see my uncle, who was the first one I had mentioned at the beginning. He had died several years before standing in front of me. Oh, wait. He had died several years before and he was standing in front of me. He was trying to tell me something. However, I was totally freaked out and told him, you cannot be here. You are dead. You are dead. I woke up shaking. The next night, the same thing. I went to bed. Then I am in my living room working out, and there is a knock at my door. This time, it's my other uncle, who just so happened to have died four months after the previous uncle. Again, I freaked out and told him the same thing. You cannot be here. You are dead. I woke myself up shaking. Needless to say, we moved to my hometown a few weeks later and lived there for maybe three weeks, and we had a fire and lost everything. Oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh. That is so awful. 
There was a disagreement within the family on who lost what in the fire, and a fight over the insurance money came up. It was sad that I got to see a side of the family that had raised me. I was adopted that I had never seen before. However, I truly believe my uncles came to me to warn me not to move. (gasps) That it would cause a problem in the family. But I was too frightened to stop and talk to either one of them. Oh my gosh. I don't blame you at all for being too scared to explore that further. Yeah. But that's... Man, your family has been through a lot of tragedy, and I'm so sorry. Yeah, but I I agree. I definitely think they were trying to trying to warn you. But again, like Andrea said, I don't blame you at all. I wouldn't. I would have done the same thing you did. Yeah. You you guys know how much I hate don't ghosts. Like ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> not not. I love you guys. If there's any ghosts in here, yeah, I love you. <laughs> You're not welcome here, but I okay. love you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay. Next story is from Andrea M. Hello, ladies. Love your podcast. I like that you read listener stories. I normally listen to more scary paranormal podcasts, but I also love true crime and I've been hooked on Inhuman. Well, thank you. Okay, here is my story. This was probably about 10 plus years ago. My older brother and I were driving home from our brother's house late one night. It had to be at least 1 a.m. He was driving and I was in the passenger seat. As we turned down the street that was one block away from our house, outside the second house on the left, we saw a lady with pale skin wearing a white dress standing on the sidewalk, not moving. They're always wearing white dresses. Have you ever noticed that? Like they're either in white dresses or black dresses or gray. Or gray in that color scheme. (laughs) Yeah. We drive by, get to the end of the block, and we both turn to look at each other and at the same time said, did you see that? We turned down our street and park in the driveway at our house. We both said how weird it was that she was just standing there. Before getting out of my car, my brother suggests for us to go back and look again. No. You're brave. (laughs) (laughs) So we backed out of our driveway, but we drove down the next street over. So we were back where we started when we first saw the lady. We drove down real slow, windows down, and looked for her. There was no one to be found. As much as I love creepy and spooky stories, I'm also a realist and believe there has to be a logical explanation for this encounter. Maybe she went back inside the house. Maybe she got picked up in time in the time we were driving back down the other street. Maybe the streetlight is what gave her the pale look. Or maybe what we saw was the lady in white. I've heard many stories from different cultures of the lady in white. I still live in the same house and still drive down the same street, but I have not seen anything like that again. Andrea M. Uh, yeah, definitely the lady in white. Mm-hmm. Uh, 100%. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't believe you guys went back. But also, I understand, like, there are people who are really into that stuff. I would have... Yeah. Just a glut for punishment. <laughs> yeah. I probably would have moved my honestly. ass out of that house. I am the same. I used to be. I'm not as much anymore. I think maybe because, like, I have kids now. But I I would... Yeah. I was always seeking the thrills, going to the scary, spooky places. Ooh, no. And doing the stupid things and trying to... I don't know. Spooky. All the spooky. <laughs> oh, no, thank you. But wow, that's thanks for the story, friend. Yes. Okay, so this next one and last one, I don't know why I was going to say it like that, um, <laughs> is from Leah. She says, Hi, your listener stories made me think of a situation I had when I was around three or four years old. When my parents talk about the house that we lived in back in 1997, they tell stories of how they could hear footsteps walking across the ceiling when all of us were downstairs. That happens to me in my house. 
Let me just say that. <laughs> no, thank you. Or big thuds they would hear when they knew nobody was upstairs. They would tell stories of how our cat would be in a dead sleep and then all of a sudden would be hissing up at the ceiling <sighs> and all of the hair on the back of his neck would be standing up because something was disturbing him. My bed at the time was against the wall from the top of the staircase. When the light was on downstairs, but off upstairs, you could obviously see shadows. Every night when I would lay in bed, I would see two figures walking up the stairs. One man was really tall and skinny, and one was really short and fat. <laughs> they both wore... That just reminded me of, like, 101 Dalmatians. You know the two <laughs> bad guys? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. They both wore long trench coats and, and top hats. They would walk up the stairs together and walk straight towards me. <laughs> I wasn't ever scared of the shadows. I'm not sure if it's because I was so young or because I could tell they weren't mean spirits. Okay. I feel like kids have a better sense about that. Of, yeah. Yeah. But as soon as I would close my eyes and open them, they would be gone. And then they would be, wait, they would be gone. But then they would start walking up the stairs towards me again. Like they're on a loop. Oh, that's really freaky. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah. We moved into my parents' forever home in 1998, and I never spoke of it because I was so little. In 2011, my parents, myself, and my two sisters were talking about all of the crazy shit that used to happen in the house. My parents were shocked that I was seeing shadows and questioning why I never told them. My sister, who is seven years older than me, was shocked, saying that she, too, had seen shadows but never said anything to anyone about it. I started describing the men. She started finishing my sentences on what they looked like and oh. what they were wearing. My hair is standing up on my arms just typing this out. Mm -hmm. We all sat in my parents' living room with our jaws on the floor. Then we all just looked at each other and were speechless. Leah. Isn't it crazy how that happens? Like, you have the same experiences. But everyone is too scared or too embarrassed to talk about it. But, like... Yeah. But everyone experiences the same thing. Yeah. It's so creepy. That's really creepy. Yeah. Well, thank you. That yeah, was really good. Thank you good. guys so much for sending in your listener stories. We love to read them. We love to see it. Keep sending yeah. them in so we can keep doing these. We want to try to like, we talked about this a while back, but ask for like specific subject matters, like very yeah. niched down uh, listener stories. We haven't really came up with anything yet, but stay tuned for that. That'll be in the future. <laughs> yeah. And if anyone has ideas for like niched listener stories that you guys want to hear let us know maybe we'll do a thread in our facebook group asking like yeah. what you guys want to hear so what was i gonna say my favorite murder 
podcast, they do hometown murders. I don't know if oh. you ever listen, but like where people write in about like murders that happen in their hometown. That's not what we're asking right. for, but I always thought that was kind of neat because yeah, that's it's cool. like you know, usually those kind of stories are like really big in your area and maybe not nationally known or heard about. Yeah. A good so way to get more stories out. Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe we'll do a, a thread on our Facebook group asking for what specific types of listener stories you guys want to hear. And then yeah. we can ask you all for that. Yeah. So join our Facebook group in yeah. here podcast. <laughs> Follow us over on Instagram as well while you're at it. At yeah. Also Inhuman Podcast. Yes, ma'am. Well, thank you guys so much for listening as always. We love you so much. We love you so, so much. We will be back soon with a new episode. And until then. Keep it human. Bye. Bye. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.